Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. Uh, it's been a week. Uh, I did have a podcast actually going last week, but uh, it was immediately displaced because Peterson got hired and I pretty much just ranted about Peterson that whole time how much I wanted him. Follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, at Bacon Games Jesse. Uh, my name was Manifesting Peterson for a long time until left, which was like supposed to be hired and then this whole thing, I didn't switch it back, but I've always wanted Peterson my entire life, uh, my entire life, my entire, the entire offseason. Uh, and you know, they got it right. So honestly, good for them. I'm very, very happy that <laughs> the Jaguars actually did it right. And the coaching staff seems to be put together pretty good. But let, let me just react real quick to the Peterson thing. I love it. He was the best hire. He was my number one. Caldwell was my number two. And then I, I want to say three was Byron and Kellen Moore. They're kind of interchangeable for me. Um, I would have been pretty happy with either of them, though. After that, it definitely got a lot hazier. I wasn't really interested in anyone. God, they threw B.O.B. out there, fucking Bill O'Brien, and I was about to shoot shoot someone. I was about to shoot someone. Yeah, let, let's just say that. Um, shoot someone that is in the room with me, and I'm the only person in this room. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Peterson was the best hire. It was the smart hire. It was the correct hire. Uh, he was the best coach available. He took a year off. He's got, from what I can tell, a pretty good staff, a staff he's very familiar with. And I, you know, I'll be f- obviously follow some guys on Twitter that know more stuff about, you know, specific coaching than I do, because they definitely do. Um, but they were uh, mentioning... I'm not going to look at my Twitter notifications because these stupid motherfuckers are, don't know history and I'm getting dragged on there, but it's, but I'm correct. It's like the Jesus meme where it's like, you know, sorry, this is the podcast. I don't want to talk about Twitter because I'm, I'm streaming and also doing the podcast. So, you know, I do this every Thursday. So if you want to check me out on stream, you can check me out on stream. But anyway, they were talking about how like every one of the offensive guys, like Jim Bob Cooter was a, a quarterback, like Peterson was a quarterback in college. Like everyone was a quarterback who's associated with the offense, which I think is really, really good for uh, for Trevor, because he, he's the franchise right now. I mean, he, he is the franchise. So, like, you have to do everything you can, and I think Peterson knows this, and honestly, give credit to Balky for sure for doing this, for putting getting Peterson together, and then, you know, approving of the staff, and, you know, he had a pretty good draft last year. Let's see how we can do this year. Um, I, I'm, I'm not as anti-Balky as the rest of the, the Jaguars Twitter and Jaguars fandom seems to be. I'll, I'll say that. But, yeah, I mean, the franchise is Trevor. Peterson's bringing a lot of guys to work with Trevor. He worked his wonders with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, who, if you couldn't tell, haven't been nearly as good um, when they're not with him. So, and you know, he talks about, uh, or I was watching, um, I think Trevor, excuse me, I was watching someone on YouTube. I think it's called the QB Room uh, on YouTube. Really, really good channel. Huge fan. I was watching him, and he was talking about like he he doesn't think that uh, Peterson should run as much RPOs as they did in Philly, and. Honestly, with Jaguars personnel, especially if Robinson can't make it back, I think RPOs with ETN and uh, and Hyde and you know whoever else they bring in to be running back, maybe they'll draft one late, which I, I wouldn't hate, uh, just for like depth and stuff like that. They should definitely run with four running backs this year, I think. Um, and I think Peterson will or will want to because I feel like he kept a big stable of running backs when he was the coach. I, I could be mistaken about that, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Nevertheless. Uh, I, I, I do think the RPO stuff is good because Trevor can run that really well in college and he's not, I think he's deceptively fast because he's so fucking tall, you know? So I honestly think running RPOs wouldn't be that bad. Uh, I've been doing a lot of college scouting too for, for the past like two days just to get ready for, you know, the upcoming draft and everything. And I'm starting really early this year, which is really nice. I'm very happy about that. 
But yeah, I, I see a lot of RPOs that these new guys are running, and I feel like that's just the way to go, as long as your offensive linemen stay disciplined or are disciplined enough in order to not go downfield and get flagged, because that is a huge issue for sure in the RPO system. You don't want, you don't want to be committing blatant penalties, because that... Uh, you can. You don't want an offense that is more inclined to commit penalties like that. You don't want to start first and fifteen. I mean, the Jaguars struggle enough to get as many first downs as they can last year, so let's be real. But um, the Travis Etienne's another thing. I actually have some pretty fun content I think coming up. Um, next week I'm going to be in Cancun, so there will be no podcast. Um, maybe I'll throw out something little for my sick fucking balcony room, my all inclusive resort. It's the first time I'm ever doing that. I'm so excited. But anyway, that's enough personal shit about me. Um, but yeah, there won't be a podcast next week, but we, after that, I've got a fun guest coming on who I'm excited to talk about some stuff with, um, and then I'm set up a debate about Travis Etienne, and I'm really, really, or, I think it's Etienne, I don't think it's Etienne, I think it's Etienne is how you're supposed to pronounce it, I know he, you know, he's got, like, the Cajun, or Cajun, like, I think, way to pronounce it or whatever like that, because I think he's from Louisiana or, or that area, I could be wrong, um, don't quote me on that, but anyway, um, I don't know, where is Clemson, is Clemson in, isn't that South Carolina, or, that's not, that's not, Louisiana, is it? I, whatever, I'm getting distracted. Anyway, I got a Travis Etienne debate coming up in the, I think the next few months, maybe. I think me and also my next guests are going to talk about uh, Etienne a little bit, and I'm super anti-Etienne, because I don't think he's that good. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch some of the film and re-listen re or, or re-read some of my analysis, but I just think he's a bad prospect. This injury only adds to it. The list rank injury is not a good injury for, especially for running back, just the dynamic. Um, he's just, he, I remember my comp though for Etienne, he's just worse CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller had like two good years. I don't, I, I think it's definitely possible for Etienne to have like a year or two who that's pretty good, but not worth the draft capital. He went in the first round. No running back is worth the first round draft capital unless you're... DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, I'm just thinking of recent guys, not Najee, nope, never say that, Jonathan Williams, maybe, or jo Jonathan Williams, right, the running back, for, uh, I, I love the running back out of UNC that went to the Broncos, who is really good, as long as Melvin Gordon is gone for fantasy, he's still good, Melvin Gordon, honestly, Denver, I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but Denver should just retain Melvin Gordon and Javante, Javante Williams, that's it, Javante Williams, because they're just such a good combo together, honestly, um, I think Williams, I mean, he worked that way in college with Michael Carter, they're both really good, you know, spell each other backs, I, I worry about maybe them taking on a role that's too much for them with that stuff, but I think Javante can handle it, maybe less Michael Carter, uh, but I, I wonder if that's just my recency bias impacting that, because Carter was injured last year. Um, it, it, it could be that, but I feel like Carter is smaller. Nevertheless, let's get back to it. ETN sucks. we got some fun guests coming up. I love the Doug Peterson hire. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. This is going to be podcast-exclusive stuff, because I am going to go over some of the possible bets. First off, the first bet I have, it's in the bet book. You can check uh, on Twitter. You can check wherever you want to check, uh, wherever I have my stuff up, the website, all that stuff. It's where I put my shit. Um, let's go to, oh, why don't you have that up? That's so annoying, but, okay. Um, I, like, logged in to my FanDuel, and it's being super annoying right now. Um, sorry, I'm gonna have to, oh, okay. Is this better? No, it's not. <laughs> Alright, whatever. I'm just going to go over the stuff now. Sorry for that little pause. It was a little, a little bit weird. I was just trying to figure out some stuff on uh, my internet stuff here, but that's okay. We figured it out. We finally got it for the stream. Do it for the stream. Anyway, uh, for the Super Bowl, again, podcast exclusive because I don't really know who's going to win with the thing is. If I have to bet, if I have to do all this stuff, let's just go to it real quick. I'm going to take, I know this says four, but I think the line's going to even out at four and a half, plus I already have my money in at four and a half. Plus, if you go to like Caesars or if you go to Bet MGM, I'm currently on FanDuel. That's where I do a lot of my betting stuff. But if you go to like Bet MGM or whatever like that, it's four and a half there. I take Cincinnati plus four and a half. I know these odds are better because it's one minus 108 compared to the uh, whatever you get, like minus 110 for that. But I don't think it's worth it for the less of a half point. I don't, really don't think it's worth it. Nevertheless, I'll take Cincinnati plus four and a half. I'll take Cincinnati money line. 
because fuck it, I think Joe Burrow is special, and I love Matt Stafford, and I love the Rams, but man, I just, and I love Odell Beckham, I love Van Jefferson, I love Jalen Ramsey, even though all the bullshit he put me through as a Jaguars fan, I just, I feel like Cincinnati's got it, man, I feel like this is their year, uh, so whatever, so I'm taking that, the over-under, put a gun to my head, I'm not going to pick that, I'm not going to bet anything on that, there's a 0% chance I will do that, but I'll take the under 48.5, I think that's a little bit too high, honestly, just a little bit too high for these two teams. Very underrated defenses for both of them, I think. But yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's check out some of these props because I am very, very curious uh, if there's anything I like. And I've looked through a little bit of them. Honestly, if you want to, like, instead of betting the Cincinnati money line at plus 166, I think betting Joe Burrow plus 230 is just a better call. Better odds by, like, what, 60 or whatever like that. And if, the, if uh, Cincinnati wins, which is where you bet the money line for... Joe Burrow, I think, is very, 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 very likely to win the MVP, for sure. Unless there's, like, a really, really low game, which I think it could be. You know, I like the under here. If I gun to my head, not going to bet at it, but I like the under here. If if that were to happen, um, it would have to be, like, a really low-scoring game, and then, like, interception or turf protection, like, changes, and they win the game on that or something like that. Um, or they lose the game, obviously, Cincinnati. But I don't hate if you, instead of betting the money line, I would just bet Joe Burrow, like, to win MVP. I would just do that. It's, entire, it's entirely possible, like, because either way around doesn't really work as well. Like, you could bet Matt Stafford to be MVP at plus 125, because that's better than the minus 198 here. But I think it's well within the realm of possibility that a guy like Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham could win it. Um, especially Cooper Cup, really. I mean, Jamar Chase, I think, is a way, 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 way longer shot than Joe Burrow is compared to Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. And the odds reflect it. Matt Stafford is plus 125 to an MVP. Cooper Cup is plus 550. Joe Burrow is plus 230. And Jamar Chase is plus 2,500. So, yeah. I mean, they run Jamar on, like, some, like, end-around stuff. So, like, maybe if he breaks off a big one and just has, like, a, a sick monster game, like a Cooper Cup-esque game, he could definitely win it. Like, but, yeah, definitely bet on the quarterbacks here. All right, can, you can bet on the position, MVP award of the winner. Just feels like, why wouldn't you do quarterback here? Honestly, maybe that's free money, but maybe not. There was one prop I was looking at before. It was Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup to combine for plus 200 receiving yards. And I looked at all 11, well, I guess 20 games because they counted the bye. Uh, no, I think it was 11 games, that, or 21 games, I'm sorry, that they played in this year, right? 17 plus the, well, then we plus three. So 20 games they played. I actually counted that they combined for 200, uh, 200 uh, yards uh, 10 times, actually, so... This line is just, just about correct. Um, they definitely went over to, like a bunch of times, and I mean, Jamar had like one game where he was plus two twenty five. I I think that I think that Jalen uh, the issue is Jalen really because th that's the only thing like holding me back from actually betting on this one. It, it's Jalen Ramsey. Um, I I think he's gonna shadow Jamar. I don't think it's a great matchup. I think he would shut the fuck down T. Higgins. And I love T. Higgins, man. I think he would do a better job shutting down T. Higgins than he would shutting down Jamar Chase. But if you shut down T. Higgins, the problem with this Bengals offense is that, yeah, Jamar Chase is going to beat the shit out of you. Like, sorry. Like, if you look at their stats, like, when T. Higgins was out, they doubled Jamar Chase, and, like, he was exploding. When they doubled T. early on in the year, then uh, Jamar Chase was dominating, as you remember, saw. Then when they both got healthy, both were together, and defense to figure out, they got to do both of them, and Joe Burrow was all good for figuring out what he can do with them, and Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase was acclimating to the NFL because he needed to do that, then they just wanted to tear, because it's impossible to stop both those guys, because they're top 15 players in the position, uh, for sure. Like, and I, I was a little bit of a, you know, he's my number three. Uh, which was 1A, or 1C, rather, prospect coming out. I liked Waddle, and I liked Devontae better. Because I really didn't see him in a long time. And I think that just, I think it's irresponsible to put someone that you haven't seen in, like, two years as your number one wide receiver. I just find that irresponsible. Even if it's Jamar Chase, I just, I just find it irresponsible. So I didn't do it. And I'm not making excuses, really, but I am making excuses because I think excuses can be relevant, for sure. <sighs> Where was I going with this? Sorry, I I, I, I just think that um, Jamar is a top 15 player, and I'm definitely in there. But I, I had him lower my rankings as a rookie coming out. I'll admit that, for sure. It happened. You can check my ship. Yeah, I should have been higher on him. 
but he was my 1C, so, like, fuck me, dude. Those three guys are really good. Jalen Waddle had an insane year, too. If Jamar Chase didn't have the insane year that he had, Waddle would be the easy best receiver in this class. Easy. I mean, it goes Jamar Tier 1, Waddle Tier 2, very, very close together, and the rest of those guys. Doesn't matter. You know, in, in, a, in a tier, like, three or four guys in tier, like, Tony and, like, Bateman are probably in a tier together with Moore, Elijah Moore, not Rondell Moore, and, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Devonta Smith, so. Anyway, this one I'm thinking about betting. The Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. I'm probably gonna have to decide this the morning of, but whatever. But for 200 yards, I don't like the plus 600 for for Burrow and Matthew. I think they're at like or Matthew Stafford. They're at like plus or they're at over like 279, or that's like the over under for either of them. Don't like it. What I think I might actually bet, and I might actually do live in this podcast and live in my stream, is uh, do um, Joe Burrow uh, passing touchdowns over. Um, can I just do? Game props? Is that, or is that like, yeah, no, no, no. Let me do QB props. Uh, can I find the Joe Burrow over under touchdowns, or is that not here? Oh, pass. Um, I'm trying to find it. I don't care about passing yards. Any QB pass for some yards is super fucking weird. I hate that shit. I just, I, I don't like that at all. But I, I want to say Joe Burrow. I want to know the odds, though, for player, yeah, player passing TDs. Joe Burrow over one and a half is minus 154. I actually like that a lot. And I like Matt Stafford under two and a, two and a half touchdowns, honestly, because he's not getting thirty. He can, he maybe he'll get two. Um, if you can bet on Matt Stafford interceptions, which you definitely can, um, I I don't hate it. Uh, it's minus one seventy two. Sure, I don't think Burrow throws an interception. Honestly, I might I might bet on that. I'm, I mean, they got a great secondary. They got a lot of pass rush. They're going to sack him, but. Burrow, for whatever interceptions that he had this year, I really, really think going forward he's going to limit them and become like an Aaron Rodgers-esque type quarterback where he throws like five or four season type deal. So I would bet no on the interception stuff if I had to. Gun to my head. I'm thinking about doing that stuff. Receiving props? Um, I I don't like really any of the receiving yards besides Jamar Chase over 70 and a half because all I have to do is have one big play. And I kind of like Odell Beckham over 62 and a half, but whatever it is. Um, I do like... Uh, T. Higgins over five and a half receiving yards, which is plus 106. He said that a few times, a decent amount, but I think with Jalen shadowing Jamar, which I expect them to do, even though I think it's better, or he'll have a better, he would match up a lot better with T. Higgins just to shut him down. I, I, I do think he gets over five and a half. He's the reception king, I mean, for this team. He's consistent. He gets like 100 yards, six receptions. That's like his, his middle, like middle line stuff. Like he'll go under that for sure. He'll have like four for like 60 and he'll have like eight for like 120, but he's like, 20 yards a catch, six catches, or like 15 yards a catch, six catches. So I do like the over here, honestly. Um, and that's about it. That Tyler Boyd over is actually pretty good too. Three and a half. And I mean, they do have pretty good slot corners, but I expect Burrow to be dumping the ball off as much as possible. Um, but that's really all I, I feel good about betting. I'm, I'm not really into like first half, second half stuff like that, or like these weird like props and stuff like that. I did bet on a scoregami last year, but that was really dumb. And I just, yeah, I just won't do that stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got. You know, I got uh, as a wrap up. Um, I like some of these props, like the over Jamar. I like the over Burrow touchdowns. I like the no interception thrown by Burrow. I think those are all pretty good, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I think the main issue is or the main thing is Cincinnati plus uh, plus four and a half for sure. I don't care what the odds are. Take that, put a bunch of money on it. I think that's really really good. Um, Bengals money life if you're feeling spicy, but if you're feeling even spicier, and I think this is definitely worth the odds, you bet on the Joe Burrow MVP. And then I like the under forty and a half, but I'm really I'm not gonna bet that. Just, I I think I'm an over under god, and I'm pretty sure I am. And I'm gonna prove it next year a thousand percent. But and I might even do it in baseball this year. I may prove it in baseball this year, which would be really fun. But yeah, I am just 
I, I, I can't in good conscience put that on. And I won't do any props on the thing to count it because I, I don't trust myself for props, but I'm going to make my own money if I do or lose my own money. Fuck it. You can follow along with this podcast if you listen to it if you want, but that's where I'm at. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Again, there'll be no podcast after that. And the week after that, I'm going to have a guest on. And then after that, I'm going to do my big, big wrap up stuff, which I'm really, really excited for. I already did most of the work on it already. So I just have to like, you know, read it off and do the podcast and put it out on the website. But you know, tonight actually, uh, we have, and I probably live react to it on stream if you're watching me on stream, which my stream name is just Bacon Games Jesse. You can just follow me, BGF Jesse, on, on Twitch. Um, I tweeted out too. If you follow me at Bacon Games Jesse, you can just see it there. Nevertheless, I, uh, yeah, I, so upcoming stuff again, like I said, uh, no podcast next week. Guess the week after that, then wrap up stuff, which I'm really excited for. Um, oh, tonight, yes, like I was saying, tonight is supposed to be the awards uh, for a lot of stuff and the Pro Bowl, Pro uh, Pro Hall of Fame stuff. Excited for Tony Baselli to get in, and you'll see me if you want to come live on stream and check me out. Uh, obviously, you won't when the podcast is out. You won't. I'll, I'll be done being live, but check me out in the future. But I'll be excited to react on this live. It should be a lot of fun if Baselli gets in, uh, and also some of the awards stuff, which is obviously some of the preseason prediction stuff, which I. Uh, I don't have up, which I probably should have had up, honestly, but that's okay. We'll, we'll see what I can get. I don't think I'm going to get any of them. They're really hard to predict. I remember Miles My- Garrett was the one for a while that I thought I could nail because he was my, I think, comeback in the player of the year. I had Jimmy Garoppolo, which isn't going to get it, but he, he he definitely should be in the running. Um, offensive player of the year, I think I had, like, Saquon and stuff like that. It's just, it's not, it wasn't great. I'll say that for sure, but I'll go over to my recap podcast. Anyway, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks a bunch. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.